What's up, everyone? This is episode five of the Track Talk podcast. We have... We actually don't even really know where to begin today. No, not at all. We have not a clue. Australia was chaotic. Like, I want to say horrible, but it was a really good, exciting race, but it was also just the worst race I've seen in a long time. Yes, probably since Jetta 2021. Yeah. I'm upset. At the end of turn four, I was like, I'm going to bed. I did not end up going to bed. I stayed up and I watched it, and then I got about halfway, and then I was like, okay, I'll keep it on. Because for those who don't know where we're located, the race was at 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we were. Yeah, so midnight. we were like, yeah, we'll stay, we'll stay up, we'll watch it. And then made the decision to just like go to bed. But then the chaos happened towards the end. And I was like, well, now I cannot go to bed. Right, right. I did go to bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably for the best. I was upset. Mm-hmm. And I honestly was like, you know what? Tomorrow I'll be in a better headspace to watch the rest of the race. And I'm glad I did because if I had to stay up for three safety cars... I wouldn't have been able to get up for work the next morning. Two two safety cars. Two, wait. Three safety Was cars. Was it three safety cars, three red flags, essentially four starts, starts, right? Three red flags, for sure. Um, two safety cars, one virtual safety car. Okay, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. Who knows? That's where we're at. I think we could start by briefly talking about qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go through the weekend. Like, it wasn't all terrible. No. Did you watch um, free practice one and two? Yeah, but I don't remember anything that happened. Okay, great. Me neither. Let's move on. <laughs> Great, okay. Glad we're on the same page there. All I know is that for free practice three, Checo had a horrible run. Mm-hmm. And I guess those problems just carried on into qualifying mm-hmm. because that man started 20th. 20th on the grid. And then, I mean, eventually pit, a pit lane start with Valtteri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Checo's um, FP3 was was just not going his way. Um, you could tell there was an issue with the car. You could tell that, I don't know if it was necessarily, like, him and the track. Like, his tires, I don't really know it seemed like like just a lot of drivers and a lot of cars were just having issues yeah yeah definitely lots of driver errors too i mean the gravel pits are not good for anyone so towards q3 or it was during q3 there was a little bit of drama between ferrari Mm -hmm. and i didn't know about this until after qualifying had ended this isn't speculation this isn't us just like coming up with rumors as much as we love to start rumors Mm -hmm. apparently during Q3, Carlos was asked to stand by in the garage mm-hmm. and let Charles go out first. That did not happen. Carlos went out ahead. Now he's out against team orders. And obviously, I think at this point in the race, Ferrari wanted to kind of put Charles ahead mm-hmm. because he's so much further in the standings. Yeah. They're like, yeah. we need to just like give him a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more than we might be giving Carlos. Yeah. And then Carlos was instructed to give Charles a toe. So help him. With the fastest lap. For those who don't know what a tow is, it's very similar to DRS, like mm-hmm. when you're driving behind a car. I heard them um, d- explain it on um, Drive to Survive one time by saying, like, you're basically punching a hole through the air mm-hmm. so that there's no drag towards the car behind. Mm-hmm. It, the car in front is taking all that on so that the car behind can basically just... It's like clean air. It's Yeah, it's clean air. You go, faster. You go way faster. That's um, like an extra mushroom. I was going to say. Hannah would say. <laughs> People really um, did love my Mario Kart reference. reference. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Um, it's like an extra mushroom. So that's what Carlos was supposed to do with Charles. Give mm-hmm. him a toe. However, Carlos did not want to give Charles a toe. And over the radio said, it's tricky here. Referring to either like the traffic or mm-hmm. the corners he was at. Kind of not 
helping his teammate out at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this point, Carlos wasn't on a flying lap. He wasn't trying to set the fastest Mm -hmm. time. He was on a pace lap to just Mm -hmm. warm up his tires, get ready for qualifying. During this time, he sped up in sector three and had one of his fastest times in sector three when he didn't need to. So he was purposely trying to create a gap between him and Charles. Mm -hmm. Which was fine because Charles didn't ask for a tow, nor did he yeah. want a tow. That's which is true, mm-hmm. but Carlos is he's defying team yeah, orders, absolutely. purposely yes. defying team orders. Yeah. So then Signs opened up his own DRS to again go faster, create a bigger gap, and then when he was given the instructions to let Charles pass, he did it at probably one of the worst spots on the track, like turn three, four, yeah. the turn where Charles, the turn where Charles eventually crashed. Uh, or his race ended, yeah, yeah. So Carlos did not help his team out at all. And then during the post-qualifying interviews, there was a bit of, a little bit of sass from Charles. Yeah, you could kind of feel attention a little bit. But that's kind of the drama that happened on the qualifying. Mm -hmm. Other notes on qualifying, um, Oscar, on his home race, didn't make it out of Q1. Mm -mm. Um, Mr. Alex Albon, who we are big fans of, um, qualified eighth, which was his best um, qualifying in In Williams. Williams. We had Esteban Ocon out in Q2. That surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also, and I wouldn't have ever like even noticed it, but seven different cars made it into Q3 this this week. Yeah. That's crazy. Lando finally made it into Q3. Yeah. About time. Seven cars into Q3. Mm-hmm. We had um, one Red Bull because Checo was out. Both Mercedes, um, an Aston Martin, a Ferrari, and uh, a Williams, Haas, and an Alpine. That's crazy. All of these cars, they're so much closer this year. I know. So... You know, we're we're not just seeing a fight for one two anymore. We're seeing that fight for three, four, yeah. four, five, four, yeah. five, six, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting and it makes qualifying really exciting. Also, can we talk about the fact that a Haas making it into Q three is not even like big news anymore? No. What I hasn't it been almost it's pretty much I think it's been almost every all, race this season where they've had races. one car at least into Q three. Because they have really good one lap pace. I've been mm-hmm. saying this. I mean this week it was Hulk. Um, I think it's been K-Megs the past couple weeks. I thought it was Hulkenberg first race. Uh, who knows? You know what? It, so it was a Haas. going on, I literally don't even remember. It was a Haas. That's all we know. That's huge. I think that we just need to take another second to appreciate Haas. Yeah, good job. There. And what a decision it was to bring Nico to the team. Yeah. It, we kind of all were like, why? Is there even going to be team chemistry? Um, is this going to be terrible for Haas? And it seems to be working out so far. Yeah, they're so, not doing too bad. Yeah. They got points. Bravo, Haas. Okay, so now let's get into the actual race. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, we see what Max has pole, and mm-hmm. then it's the two Mercedes lined mm-hmm. up behind him. Mm-hmm. George George second and uh, Lewis third. Which was kind of shocking. Also shocking, Honestly, because yeah. I thought Mercedes would be fighting more with Ferrari, but they're mm-hmm. kind of up there with Aston Martin, mm-hmm. maybe Red Bull. Right away, Russell overtook Max mm-hmm. and took the lead of the... He had a great start. Amazing. Or did he have a great start or did Max have a terrible one? Because I think it was actually both. <laughs> Probably both, I think, yeah. There's a lot that happened between turn one and turn four. Mm-hmm. So right away, we have George overtaking the lead from Max. Somewhere along the lines, Hamilton also passes Max and gets up to second, mm-hmm. dropping Max down, down to third. I think Max honestly just had a really bad start. Yeah, he did. And then, I don't even want to say it because I'm really, I'm just like sad. Like, we, I love Charles. It hurts me. Mr. Charles um, ended up beached. That's what they call, that's what the term they used on the broadcast. That's fair. Um, in the gravel pit. It was a collision with Lance Stroll. I think Charles thought that Lance was more at fault. And I don't necessarily think that there was... I think it was much just... fault. I think it was just you know, like like you said, Alonso braked, Lance had to break, and Charles unfortunately was just in a in a tough position and he hit the gravel pit and that was the end of 
our man's is race at, at turn, three. turn three. He just got out of the car and he just walked away. And you notice we didn't see him at all for the rest of the race. So I was going to say that because oftentimes you do get like these hilarious clips of like people on like Checo on the back of the of the motorbike last week well, or even, in Quali. Like um, uh, another DNF later, George was still hanging out mm-hmm, in the garage. Mm-hmm. Charles was gone. You didn't see Charles once in the broadcast. And I didn't watch the post-race interviews because I was exhausted. I watched a few. Okay. Did, did he give one? He had, like, you I ha- think you can't have not. heard more about it if he did. But he wasn't, he just didn't stay for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. Like, he was gone. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I just watching him too. get out of the car, he was, he was over it. He was mm-hmm. done. He wasn't even, like, sad. He was just, I think, just so fed up. Which is making me think that maybe there is some validity to this Carlos and Charles drama. Because I think- at the end of the day, yes, Charles has had a terrible start to his season. But um, Carlos was still out there fighting. And I would have liked to have seen that aspect of Charles. You know, good teammate Charles. Yeah, but he wasn't given the chance. Yeah. I think qualifying kind of set up how his race was going to be. I think he went into it already feeling kind of defeated. The collision with Lance wasn't even bad. Lance just like nicked his wheel and then... Charles just spun out but that that was that and we thought it wouldn't get much worse from Mm -hmm. there and we were wrong yeah we were wrong we were very wrong actually in that same same kind of um turn of events that's when Max got on the radio oh and I texted you yeah because Max was complaining that Hamilton um forced him off the track uh there was Uh, nothing there I don't know there was absolutely nothing there Max honey it's a motor race yeah (laughs) it's motor race they're racing total we're going motor motor racing (laughs) I mean, Lewis does the same thing. A lot of the drivers do the same thing. If there's a bit of an issue, they're not going to want to take the blame. Yeah. Um, and they're going to look at whoever's behind them yeah. or who's ever closest to the blame. Yeah. And obviously, given the history between Max and Lewis, it's mm-hmm. like very easy for Max to be like, well, well, it's not my fault. That was, that I was pushed Lewis. over. Yeah. The safety car that was deployed mm-hmm. for Charles uh, ends at lap three. And then nothing much happens for the next little bit. I think it's lap six or seven when... George goes on the radio mm-hmm. and says he's being attacked by his own teammate, yeah. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Again, they're going racing. They're- uh, attack is a strong word for for George to use in this scenario. I don't know what you want Lewis to do. He's behind you. Like, he's racing. He's racing. He wants that first place as much as you want that first place. Were they in second and third at this point still? They were in first and first second. First and second. Yeah. So um, after, yeah, after that radio message, we see our boy, Alex, who had an incredible such weekend. Such a good weekend. He he just spun he just out. Lost control of the car. It was just oversteering was, yeah, into yeah. turn six, and he went right into the barriers. And because Australia has so much gravel, mm-hmm. um, and it went all over the road, mm-hmm. they had to deploy a safety car. Yeah, obviously to get his car out and to clean up the clean up the, the gravel all over the track. Yeah, yeah. and I, we did talk about it in the last episode. A lot of drivers will pit under safety car mm-hmm. because they save time. George did it. Carlos did it. I don't know where Carlos was. I think he dropped down to like 7th or 8th. It wasn't actually too far down the order. I don't remember where George ended up after he pit. Carlos and George pit during that safety car. Mm -hmm. They're like, this will save us time. Lewis was mad because he wanted to pit. He wanted to pit, yeah. And they're like, oh, you screwed us over. Mm -hmm. Little did he know that he would be fine. right after the safety car, the red flag was deployed. And when a red flag is deployed, all the cars have to go into the pits. Mm -hmm. And it's a free... It's a free, it's a free pit, pit stop. Pit. You can work on the car. Yeah. So that's what they did for Lewis. Yeah. And then where you are in the standings currently, that's where you start when the race restarts. So George sacrificed his position during a safety car. Carlos, Carlos sacrificed his yeah. position during a safety car. Carlos now has to start P11. Yeah. George has to start P7. 
we see Lewis P1, Max P2 by the time the red flag is done. Mm -hmm. And the way that they restart a race after a red flag, for those who, again, are new to Formula One or a little unsure, it's usually um, a standing start. So it's basically like the race is starting all over again. The five mm-hmm. lights go out and uh, you're off racing again. So this gave Max a little bit of an opportunity to get a better start than he did the first time. And he did. Mm, I don't, not right away. You don't think so? No, because Lewis, like Lewis had a really good reaction time too. And he kept that P1 position. And then we saw Max and Lewis fighting for a bit. But Max has a rocket as a car. He does have a rocket So a it was only a matter of time before he caught up to Lewis to right. overtake. Um, we saw also in that restart, Pierre moves up to fourth, mm-hmm. battling an Aston Martin mm-hmm. right now. Hulkenberg moves up to seventh yeah. in that restart. Yeah. Yeah. Nico had a great race. What the heck? And then at this point, Perez is like slowly moving up the, the grid. Yeah. Um, oh, we need to talk about how Perez started from the pit lane yes. and finished fifth. Yes. Yeah. Max last week started 15th, finished first. Yeah. So we saw these drivers do the exact same thing, yeah. move up the exact same amount of space, these these cars are good and these cool. drivers know what they're doing and you know what lewis actually said it after the race he said that he's never seen a car like the red bull have as much speed or, or more speed than any other car on the grid and he's absolutely right there's just i don't see any work done during during the breaks being able to rival what red bull has been able to put out in mario kart terms <laughs> It's like getting the bullet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Usually you don't get the bullet in, unless you're like last. Unless you're last. Which happened for Checo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it happened for Max last week, I guess. But no, these like unstoppable. They're... You can't race it. There's one clip where Max is going to, when he eventually overtakes Lewis and he's got DRS and there's not even like a second where Lewis is fighting. No. He can't. The Red Bull goes right by him. We might see Max win. Every race this season. So Max overtook Lewis. Mm -hmm. Max takes the lead. It's about lap 13. George manages to make his way back up to fourth. Mm -hmm. The standings, what, they're Max, Lewis, Fernando, George, Gasly. Were you, once Charles was out and you saw how well Pierre was driving, were you like, this is who I'm going for today? Yeah. Oh, 100%. As soon as, like, Charles was out, I was like, that's it. It's just Pierre. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I was thinking about you, actually, when I saw him so far up in and the he order. was made it up to like p4 p5 mm-hmm. like he was doing so good here had an awesome race mm-hmm. those are the those are the top five yeah and we're like okay this might be where the race kind of dies down a bit like we're not going to see much more a lot of the t- a lot mm-hmm. of the teams have already pit doubt they're going to go for another pit stop and then lap 18 happens and all of a sudden out of seemingly nowhere george just starts dropping all the way down mm-hmm. and you see cars passing and you're like oh Why? no what happened and then you see the fire yeah. And it wasn't terrible, but um, engine... You don't want to see fire on right. the back you of your never car. never want to see fire. Um, and yeah. It, his he, race ended. He had an, an engine failure and his race ended. And that was it for GR63. And that's that was... Disappointing. Yeah. I thought that George would be like a really good contender for a podium. Yeah. yeah. Because he was right up there with the Aston Martins. Yeah. Like he had really good pace all throughout like the beginning. Yeah. Obviously, the safety car kind of screwed him over, but if his race was going to end regardless, like... Mm-hmm. He pit, and he could have, you know, been upset about, you know, not pitting under the red flag, but he made his way up pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And then to see him, his race said to be compromised just uh, out of nowhere. It was, was disappointing. so upsetting to see. So and- it was just one Mercedes, <laughs> one 
Red Bull and then one Aston Martin yeah. kind of at the front. Yeah. And an Alpine. And an Alpine. And an Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> it was what a lap later. Lewis has done this before. He always has a fake out radio message where mm-hmm. he says, I don't know if these tires are going to mm-hmm. make it. He's He did it last He's year. He's playing chestnut checkers. Yeah. And I know I have trust issues with Lewis now. <laughs> because obviously those tires made it to the end. Yes. Um, or could have made it to the yes. end. Yeah. It's just because these radio messages that they send to their they're the pit wall, everyone else can hear them, mm-hmm. including other teams. Mm-hmm. So if a team hears that and thinks, oh, Lewis isn't going to make it to the mm-hmm. end, they might push less. Yeah. They might tell the drivers to push less, yeah. might not go too hard, giving Lewis the opportunity to Well, they might not do have a fake right, out. Right, like, exactly. So good on Lewis. We love that. And then nothing much kind of happened for the next little bit. This is kind of where I was like, I think I might go to bed soon. Yeah. We see Carlos and Checo both working their way up the grid. Mm-hmm. By lap 25, Carlos passes Pierre to move up to P4. Mm-hmm. So five different teams in the top five, yeah. which I love it. I don't think we've seen it at all this no. season. It's it's so yeah. rare. Lap 25 is where Checo, who again, started from the pit lane, works his way up to P10 mm-hmm. and is behind Lando. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to talk about this for a second because Lando did an incredible job defending against mm-hmm. Checo. Mm-hmm. Like he was holding him off for so long. I think it took another- In a tractor. A tractor. The McLaren <laughs> tractor held off a right. Red Bull for, it was a few laps. I don't think Checo managed to get within DRS range until mm-hmm. closer to lap 38, but it was another like five laps yeah. that Checo could not pass Lando. Yeah. Yeah. Lando was playing a really defensive game. Yeah, he was feeling himself like, this weekend. I, I was watching and I was like, okay. Uh, Zach Brown is back in the good books. Maybe. Mm. Lando's back in my good books. <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. Like, so I, I just thought that was really impressive. Like, Lando knew what he was doing. I mean, obviously, a McLaren is no match for Red Bull, no. but I was just very impressed. Yeah. There's always graphics that show up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you could see between lap 39 to 42, Checo and Norris were pretty evenly matched like mm-hmm. all throughout those four laps based on just like pace and speed alone mm-hmm. they were i i just i was blown away because i love lando mm-hmm. like it's such a very small thing he held him off for what four or five laps but lando really needed that confidence that confidence because everyone's been talking about how how much of a tractor the mclaren is yeah. us included and how they're not gonna be competitive and they're basically racing with alfa romeo and williams and you know, he I think held his own against the Red Bull. He held his own. He made it into Q3. He held his own against the Red Bull. And Lando maybe just needed that to gain a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. back because he's a very, very, very talented driver. And, you know, maybe we'll see. I mean, now we have a four-week break. So it sucks that he won't be able to come back in like a week or two weeks time and be able to prove that maybe this confidence did help him a little bit. But I do hope that when we do restart in a month, um, that... I know that uh, we do see a little bit more of, a more of a fight from Lando, especially. I don't know about you, but I really just don't care about Oscar. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> and they were trying to make it the Oscar Piastri Grand Prix this weekend. Like, no. And no, no, it was a Daniel it was a Ricardo Daniel Ricardo Grand, Grand Prix. There were a few moments during the race where his face showed up on yeah. F1 TV, and the crowd went crazy. Wild. They love him. And they when go he, nuts for him. When he realized like the cheers were for him, yeah. like his face just lit up. Like yeah. it's just a showman, right? It's the Danny Rick Grand Prix, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, Oscar's home race." It's like I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Good for him for getting points in his home race. Yeah. I also just like don't care. Yeah. I literally could not care less. Mm-hmm. Okay, where where are we? So yeah, Checo passes Lando. There's what? There's 58 laps total. So at lap 47, yeah. 
You're like, not much more can happen. And, yeah. <laughs> this, we can call it here. We're good. At this point, Max has a 12-second gap between him and Lewis. Yeah. Again, it's a rocket ship. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. And then he locks up into turn 13, does a nice yeah, little, nice right little stroll. Grass. Just, you know, take a little break, decides to go through the grass. Um, and it doesn't do anything except drop him from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. Yeah. Like, he's still in the lead. Yeah. Like a hefty lead. Like, Eight seconds is nothing to, yeah. For any of these drivers to catch up, to have a fighting chance, there needed to be another red flag. Yeah. Or a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. We got that. Oh, yeah. At lap 53. 53. Out of 58. Good old K-Mags. And he, you know, it wasn't necessarily like he was having an amazing weekend, but he wasn't having a bad one. Mm-hmm. And like we said, Haas is very capable. And he was, I think he was fighting for points, was he not? Like maybe I have no idea. The bottom, <laughs> maybe fighting for one. At this point, <laughs> I don't know how point. many. I don't know how many drivers are out at this point. Kevin had a pretty good race, mm-hmm. um, and I actually thought because everyone was on their hards for so long, I thought, oh my god, did his tire just like? Did he just lose tread and he and hit explode? the barrier? No, he, he hit the barrier. The entire tire came off. It went flying. It went flying. But the funniest thing, okay, mind you, it is two o'clock in the morning when yeah. I'm watching this live. Kevin hits the barrier. His tire goes flying. It's gone. He's on a car with three tires right now. Gets a message from his engineer saying, damage, damage, rear suspension. Bro, his tire, <laughs> his tire is gone. Yeah, I no, don't think rear suspension is the, the issue. issue. Uh, that man has three tires. I don't know. I died laughing at two o'clock in the morning because I get it when you're at the pit wall, you don't have a camera on the car and they just see the data. But that just well, made me laugh. Even the broadcast said, you know, a, a suspension issue is going to take Megs out of this race. I'm like, no. A suspension issue? He's missing a tire. <laughs> His tire's gone. <laughs> because of that little tire vacation, we got another safety car. So before the safety car turns into a red flag, the drivers still finish their laps. Mm-hmm. By the time the red flag is deployed, it's lap 57. Mm-hmm. They have to restart the race on lap 57. Again, same issue as before. We see the drivers have to start from the positions that they finished in. Mm-hmm. So it's Max, Lewis, Alonzo, Signs, Gasly, Stroll. Perez managed to work his way up the grid. Mm-hmm. At this point, the race the race should be over. The sun is setting. That's actually why they made the race earlier this year is because last year it started an hour later and the sun was in the driver's eyes for like the good mm, half of the race. Okay, I didn't know that because I did know that time changed, but it wasn't July. That yeah. totally makes sense. Because it's right in the horizon. Yeah. yeah. So they wanted to avoid that this year. They didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the restart. So much for a wet race like we thought we were getting, hey? I would have preferred a wet race to this, <laughs> I think. Honestly, it was still chaos, but whatever. We have a restart. Hamilton gets a really good start behind Max. Mm-hmm. And then chaos just ensues. There's cars everywhere. <laughs> I think all of these drivers just got a little greedy and they were like, we need to make some risks. Mm-hmm. We have one shot left. We have two laps to make yeah. some moves. All of them tried to make moves and it worked out for some and not for others. So we see Pierre locked up when yeah. he's side by side with Carlos. Yeah. And then it's Carlos who goes and nicks Alonso. Yeah. Spins Alonso out. Okay, so you've also wrote in our notes here for today that logan and nick are out and you don't even know what happened that is hilarious i don't know what happened. i was also do you before know what we recorded no before we recorded i was looking at the entire dnf list because i was like i'm for sure Eight. gonna forget someone Eight. and i see logan and nick and i'm like uh, if you would have asked me if they finished the race i would have said yeah yeah because i have no idea i think that whatever happened on that restart yeah. it was just a chain of events yeah. that spiraled so yeah pierre locked up 
crashes in Esteban, Carlos, Nick Alonso, Alonso, yeah. and Stroll both spin yeah. out. They're still in the race. Yeah. yeah. They don't have damage, mm-hmm. but they're just dropped further down the line mm-hmm. out of the points. And this is the second time this season that an Aston Martin has been hit that probably should have caused damage or caused them to retire. Cause them to spin out and yeah, have to retire. And they haven't. They're chilling. So um, bravo. So as of this restart, we have I think just four cars that are out. Again, Logan and Nick. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. I think also, I think that just everyone was like, oh my God, the two Alpines. That's it. Everyone was focused on the Alpines. And then we didn't get any footage of what happened with um, Nick Just and them walking away. Yeah. And I was really, really confused. Yeah. Yuki's still in. Yeah. But Yuki, underdog this week. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was, I mean, he needed points. Yeah, he did. After finishing P11, yeah. the last two, like he deserved the points. Yeah. But again, yeah, everyone was just focused on the Alpines. Like, what happened with them? Yeah. A lot of people think that Pierre was at fault. I think that is true. I think Pierre did not have a very good spatial awareness of yeah. when he was returning back into the track. Yeah. And obviously, he did not collide with his teammate on purpose. Like, they had an incredible weekend. They were about to score double points mm-hmm. for Alpine. Yeah. But it was a racing incident. Like, yeah. it just it just happened. Yeah. I think you're totally right. It was just like, everyone's like, there's two laps left. It's now or never. And it just went absolutely haywire because mm-hmm. everyone was trying to make moves so because those four cars are out again no idea what happened with nick and logan uh another yellow flag turned red flag turned red flag yeah which means another restart mm-hmm. when that red flag was called the positions were max lewis carlos nico hulkenberg up in fourth yuki fifth yeah lando oscar and then we see both Alfa Romeo's Perez and then both Aston Martin's just out of the points. It's amazing to me that Perez didn't manage to make it further up. Like, he's... he's... I think he got caught up in that collision mm. because... Oh, he did have to yeah. go off the track. I... Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I think he, he started higher up at the restart, mm-hmm. but because of that whole collision, he dropped further back. Mm-hmm. And so usually at a red flag restart... You start at the positions you end at. So yeah. we could have seen potentially Nico Hulkenberg in fourth <laughs> place fighting for a podium on that restart. Instead, it went back to the original order prior right. to that collision. Yeah. And there was a lot of controversy as yeah. to why. So we're going to try to break it down. It's it's really not that complicated. All you need to know is one thing. Michael Massey was in the building. <laughs> for those who don't know... Um, Michael Massey is the former, um, head of the FIA. He was in charge during the, um, 2021 season, um, where Max and Lewis, it, it went right down to the last race of the season. They the were last fighting. lap of the last, last lap of the last race of the season. They were fighting for the world championship. They were tied for points, um, going into that race. There's lots of controversy of how that last race slash last lap was handled. And actually that was also a red flag restart that, that had some controversy. So just the fact that, oh, so after that uh, season, he got removed as a head. head I think he was asked to step or down. Or asked to step down. He was forced out, I yeah. would say. And uh, he made some not too good calls. No, no. He, you know what, if, if anyone wants to get it summed up, um, Google Toto Wolf yelling at Michael Massey, and that'll honestly just sum it up for you. Because I will never get that image out of my head. And um, so he, yeah, anyways, he's not the FIA. Um, he's not involved at all, actually, no. with the FIA anymore. But he was watching this weekend. But he was there this weekend. So so obviously, chaos is going to ensue. How fitting that it's in, like, the last lap slash last mm-hmm. two laps of a safety car restart. And, yeah, that's really all you got to know. 
But not really. I'm just going to explain. <laughs> so, again, the positions are all out of order because of that chaos. Usually, red flag, you stick with that order at the restart. But because the first driver, Max, did not finish sector one, because mm-hmm. um, the track is broken up into three sectors, because he did not cross sector one of that first lap restart, it doesn't count. It's a false start. So positions went back to what they were before, mm-hmm. which meant the Aston mean, Martins yeah. Aston Martins were in the points. Hulkenberg was not fourth. Yeah. He tried to fight that afterwards, and but... That's it's it's, it's a, a rule. Yeah, yeah. You if the false start, if a red flag is called before the driver passes the first sector, mm-hmm. it's a false start. Mm-hmm. It gave Aston Martin a chance to actually finish in the points because they their their races were at that second restart. Their races were compromised because of Carlos. Yeah nicking them i think that they probably also were so thankful that max didn't cross that first sector oh, because probably. how would they have figured out where everyone was after that whole no. debacle no like <laughs> honestly no so i don't think the aston martins had an issue with the restart yeah. because that gave them points see this is where like there's so much controversy about yeah. this race because they could have just ended the race there yes, with yeah. one lap left mm-hmm. What no one has a fighting chance mm-hmm. yeah. um well especially because yeah you're you're driving under the safety car so yeah Again, for those who are not familiar with Formula One completely, there have been instances where races have been finished under a safety car. That just means that there's no overtaking. Everyone's driving behind the safety car. At a reduced speed. Reduced speed. Essentially, the order that you start in is the order that you finish in. You already know who's going to finish with points and you know who's not. And yeah. So if they did not decide to do a safety car restart, that lineup probably would have been the point. So Mm -hmm. Aston Martin out, Hulkenberg fourth. Yeah. But because they did decide to do a restart, the order got switched back to how it was, mm. and they finished in that order. I don't know what I would have preferred. I don't know what the right call was. It seemed like the FIA also didn't know what the right call was all race. Yeah. But we saw another max podium, and yeah. then Lewis second, Fernando yes. third. So your predictions were actually closer than mine. You, yeah. you, predict, you predicted yeah. Max, Carlos, Fernando. Yeah, I did. And it was Lewis instead. It was three world champions. I mean, honestly, it's not like it's a hot take that I took Max to win the race. Like, <laughs> I was really rooting for Alonso for his 101st podium. You know what? After you said that, watching the race, I was like, I hope that this happens just because this would be so cool. Mm-hmm. No. Unfortunately. I mean, you know, I'm glad you got a podium. I, I don't think he was in a fighting chance for first at all. No. No. Um, but how amazing would it have been to have seen um, Lewis actually like win this race. I know. It would have been really just heartfelt, I think. The Mercedes are showing a lot of improvement. Yes. So I hope that we get more fights with, I don't know necessarily with Red Bull, but at least with Aston Martin slash Ferrari moving forward, if Ferrari still has a fighting chance. Honestly, and there's lots of racing left to do this season. And I was freaking out over text. Um, Emma reminded me that Max did DNF Saudi Arabia and Australia last year and still ended up world champion by a landslide. So... You know, we're hoping that is the case for Charles. Unlikely, but I have hope. It does seem right now that Ferrari is just in a league of their own and the race for second is actually... Might be Aston Aston Martin Martin and Mercedes. Mercedes. Mm -hmm. But like I said, there's still lots of racing to to go and maybe Ferrari just needs to make some adjustments during the breaks when they're able to. uh, Yeah, because there is a four-week break and... There wasn't supposed to be a four-week break. Yes, yeah. So Emma addressed this on our TikTok, but basically we just had a couple comments being like, why? Who decided there was going to be a four-week break? It wasn't planned. No. 
there was originally supposed to be a race in China in two weeks. Um, China hadn't seen a race since 2019. Mm-hmm. We all remember the pandemic. Mm-hmm. All the races in China were canceled. Mm-hmm. And they were just going to bring it back this year and then change their mind. Yeah. But they changed their mind too late. And at that point, there wasn't enough time to replace it with another race or plan another yeah, race. Yeah, especially because it was so um, close to the beginning of the yeah. season. Maybe if it was later in the year, they could have, you know, fixed, know. Like, fixed the schedule. Yeah, yeah. But they just decided to cancel. So now we have a four-week gap between... Australia, which was two days ago, mm-hmm. and Baku, Baku, which is April 28th, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh One of my, my favorite God. races. Is it a street circuit? It's it a sprint. A, it's a sprint and we won't, it's a street circuit. We won't get into Baku too much right now because we have four weeks to Yes, and we'll definitely it. be doing a, an entire pod on predictions. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're not done talking about this race. Everything <laughs> that happened in this race, we got to tone it back a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah, so we have, a, we have a few notes just of other things that kind of took place and our thoughts during the race. I tried to take notes during the race None of them made any sense, and I had to rewatch the highlights the next day to actually figure out what was going on. I sent you, I don't even know what she it said. She sent me a message that said, Ocon on hands. And I said, What? Do you mean Ocon on hearts? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe. I, that would make sense. I don't know. I cannot type, and especially after the Charles thing. Yes. I, I, There's lo- lots yeah. going on, lots in the brain. So my notes made absolutely no sense. Also, it was like a Saturday night for us, so... And at that point, (laughs) I had stayed up late to watch qualifying the night before. Yeah. Worked all day, stayed up late to watch the race. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Zero out of ten would recommend. I feel so bad for my friend who came over to watch the race, her very first F1 race. She was so excited. She's a a huge Charles fan. She was devastated. (laughs) She's like, what? welcome to the club. <laughs> she was like, what do I do? And I was like, cry. Like, you're a Ferrari fan. This is what you signed up for. You got to get a second driver. Like, you got to get a second favorite because. Yeah. Do you know who her second favorite was? Pierre. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably so, Pierre. Actually, her favorite, favorite driver is Danny Rick. Isn't he all of ours? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm very sorry. And I told her that she's not allowed to watch a race with me again in case she's the bad luck charm. I don't think she is. I think it's... Uh, First, the nail theory. Now her best oh friend. What God. else are we going to come the up with? The nail theory. <laughs> so last episode, we talked about the nail theory. How my nails were red. Charles had a horrible raise. I was like, let's go pink. Let's see if something happens to Pierre. Oh my God, do I regret that. <laughs> that was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> I didn't... You issue him an apology. You have to. Pierre Gasly from Alpine BWT F1 team. I am so sorry that my nails ruined your race. I will remove the pink ASAP. Good thing there isn't a race for four weeks so you can let them grow out. <laughs> I can't believe it. So someone had actually sent me the Pantone code of the Red Bull's livery. So I think I just have to paint it you have to. dark blue now. You have to. Yeah. They have to be dark blue mm-hmm. for our next podcast recording. Not necessarily our next podcast recording. Next, Before the next, next race. race. Yes. They will be. Yes. I'm sorry, Pierre. <laughs> I thought I was crazy. I was really hoping I was delusional. Well, you also kind of were because <laughs> Charles didn't even finish the first lap. So if we were trying to help him out, that was the theory. We also, had to see what the nails did. To our TikTok followers for keeping her accountable. Yeah. Because after the original TikTok of the nail theory came out, people went back. I checked it last night or the night before, and they were commenting, "Bestie, this aged well." <laughs> like, like you, you are to blame. Yes. I'll take the blame. Yeah, it's my fault. It's not that restart. It's my fault. Yeah, we need to talk about how Carlos didn't finish with points, even though he yes. should have should slash have. would have yeah. had he not been given a five second time penalty. Mm-hmm. 
for causing the collision at the second restart. Mm -hmm. I think all that information is correct. (laughs) There's a lot that happened. Yes. So because he was the one who caused the collision with Fernando, Fernando. which eventually caused a collision with Stroll, took out Logan and Nick somehow caused the Alpines to lose the race. Yeah. Carlos was penalized five seconds. Yeah. Fair? What do you think? Yes or no? I don't know. Because he didn't have a fighting chance at that next restart to get those five seconds to, to right, create. Right, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't able to create a gap at the restart. Right, they're finishing behind a safety car. So obviously a five-second time penalty is going to take you out of the points completely. I think what would have been fair is to penalize him and give him a grid penalty for the next race. Yeah, I would totally agree. Because there was a lot that happened during that restart. Yeah. Honestly, Pierre could have been penalized for crashing into Ocon. Yeah. He wasn't. Thank God he wasn't because if he would have... He would have been out for the next race, He would have right? been out for the next yes, race. yeah. We're... I don't know if we want to get into driver points right now. We maybe might we talk can about do, it. We have four weeks yeah. after this. We have four weeks. So maybe we can go over some of that stuff during that time. Essentially, let's just be thankful that Pierre was not penalized. Yeah. Labeled as a racing incident. Yeah. But Carlos wasn't labeled as a racing right. incident. Why? I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if it was the right call. I don't know... What would have been the right call? He appealed it. Yeah. He was begging over the radio. Yeah. He was yeah. like, no, no, this is not fair. Yeah, did fair. you hear his radio message? He was like, I thought he was going to start crying. I probably, he probably was. Like, he probably was He was crying. pleading yeah. that they need to need to appeal this. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that was tough to, to hear. Like he finished fourth behind the safety car, but mm-hmm. because of the five second penalty, he did not finish in the points. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a five second time penalty just, just bumps you down like... One or, one, one or two spots down the order, but because we there's were behind the twa- car, there's there's twelve drivers at yeah. this point. Yeah, so and they're all within DRS range of mm-hmm. each other at one second, just because they're at a reduced reduced speed behind a safety car, and the order doesn't matter because they're not overtaking. Yeah, and yeah, so, so it was painful because Carlos did have a really really good race. Yeah, he did, and it was just taken away. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the Alpines because okay. I think I just need to apologize again to Pierre. <laughs> But the Alpines also did have a really good race. I know Ocon started further down the grid yeah. than Pierre, but he managed to work his way back up. Mm-hmm. And he was keeping pretty good, consistent pace with the cards ahead of him. Like, yeah. same with Pierre. Like, Pierre was fighting for fourth with Carlos. Like, he was up there with the Aston Martins at one point. Yeah. So I think that this race showed that the Alpines are not to be messed around with. Yeah, no, they have a good car. But it was just really unfortunate that none of them got points. Yeah. French Civil War. That's hilarious. That's what people are calling it. That because is hilarious. I had not heard that. You haven't? No. Because of because it was Pierre who c- collided yeah. into Ocon. Yeah. Um, they made up. Did you see the, oh my goodness, did you see the video that Alpine posted this morning? I did. Of the two drivers. Yeah. It looks like someone is holding a gun to their yeah. heads. Yeah. As they're beside each other and like talking about the positives from the race. Yeah. yeah. It's they look like they want to kill each other. It is such a PR stunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, the drivers are fine. They're friends. Like, I don't they... think that Pierre and Esteban hate each other, though. No. I think they're too new as teammates to have a deep-rooted hate towards each other, like we've seen in some teams. Yeah. But it's just unfortunate that, obviously, this this all happened. Yeah, and it kind of painted it kind of painted Pierre as the one to blame. Yeah. I didn't actually know this. You've got this written down here about um, Haas. About them protesting? Yeah. Yeah, so Haas protested the restart positions mm-hmm. because we saw... Hulkenberg work, work his way yeah, up to he fourth. Been fourth in that case. But yeah. because the restart positions brought everyone back to where they were before, Haas ended up, I think, fin- finishing eighth. Yeah. They tried to fight it. They couldn't. It was, it's probably one of the only rules that the FAA actually followed yeah. was because yeah. the red flag was pulled before sector one was yeah. finished. 
they had to go back to how they were before. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that they had um, actually protested it. I think everyone so just was... tried to protest what was going on except Aston Martins at this point because they were like, we'll take the points because they finished fourth and no, they finished third and fourth. Because Lance Stroll... Yeah. Lance yeah. Stroll just kind of slid under the radar. That's another one who had, a, like, a sneaky good weekend. And like, stayed out of trouble for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just quick correction, uh, Nico did finish seventh, not eighth. Eighth was um, Oscar, who finished in the points the first time at his home Grand Prix. Yay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> ninth was... Ninth was um, Joe. And then tenth was our boy Yuki. Yuki. Love to see Yuki it. got point. You got point. You got one point. Did Valtteri finish in the points? No, he finished 11th. Oh, and then 12th was Carlos, I guess. Yeah, 12th was Carlos. And then that's it. That's the only drivers that finished. Eight DNFs. Okay, so um, we- I'm going to just list off the DNF list here really quick. Um, so Pierre and Esteban, um, Nick and Logan, K Megs, uh, George. Alex and Charles, um, might I add that during the race, I was like, that's three members of the Twitch Quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando might be doomed here, and he wasn't. No, thank God. But Lando... I thought it was going to end yeah. terribly for the four best friends. <laughs> Props to Lando for sticking through that. Yeah. Finishing, finished pretty good. Yeah. Good um, for him. He finished sixth. We see that McLaren is fifth in the constructor standings now after not scoring points for the first two races. It gives me hope for Ferrari because there's still room for them to work their way up from fourth to hopefully higher than mm-hmm. fourth. But yeah, they that means Alpine's being pushed down and Williams, poor Williams, down at last with that one point from Alex Albon. Man, do I hope that Alpine can pull ahead of McLaren mm-hmm. for this um, yeah. Constructors' Championship. Like, I love Lando, but I think Alpine... It's just... honestly just more about Zach Brown versus Otmar. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I mean, if the Alpines had finished, this is a very Will Buxton thing to say. If Al- if Alpine had finished, they would have gotten more points. <laughs> For those Can who we, don't know. Let me try it again. <laughs> if Alpine had finished, they would have gotten the points. <laughs> That's it. That is Will Buxton in a nutshell. So for those who watch Drive to Survive... Will, we love you. This yeah. is no hate. We think you're hilarious. <laughs> Will Buxton, bless his soul. He's a Sky Sports reporter. Yeah. Works very closely with F1. Yeah. Probably states, one of the most well-known F1 journalists. States the obvious. Like, it's his job. Yeah. Like, if you start first, you're in the lead. Like, yeah. you know, just like... It's so funny. Very, very obvious stuff. It's definitely a meme on Twitter, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. Yeah. So that was a very Will Buxton thing of me to say. But um, we see Lando right now is ahead of Charles because Charles has had two DNFs. So did Max last year. You're just going to hold on to that, aren't you? I'm holding on to it. It's fair. Let me have it. I told you, how, what did I say last week? I said three more races of issues and I was going to wear my Ferrari sweater. Or Wait, sorry, my, my Red Bull sweater. Yeah. Did I say three? I think so. I think we're down to two now. Yeah. I'm wearing so. all black in morning today, so... Oh my god. I'm not wearing any F1 merch. I just don't think they deserve it today. No. All no. my F1 merch is Ferrari or Red Bull, and I'm not ready to support either of those teams today. I'm waiting for my Lance Stroll hat to come in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did you see? There are so many people hating on Lance right now because they're blaming him for the incident with Charles. Yeah. All over his Instagram, like, I in mean, his comments. in the heat of the moment... I did take a Snapchat for my story and say, fuck you, Lance Stroll. Lance, I sincerely apologize. I'm actually a big fan of you, fellow Canadian. But I just, like, the hate isn't called for. <laughs> no, it's and, like, not. It's we, never called for. Definitely some people in the fandom take it to an extreme. Yes. And so I just feel really bad. Yeah. Like, he's going to wake up and see all these comments, and he's going to be like, 
I wasn't. I don't even think that the hate would have been that bad if it wasn't Charles slash Ferrari because <laughs> the Ferrari fans, the Tifosi, are insane. Yeah. I am insane. <laughs> are you? Did you leave a hate comment on that show? <laughs> no. No, it literally went to like 15 of my closest friends oh, okay. and that's it. And maybe 14 of them don't know Formula One and the other one's Emma. So <laughs> they're like, who is? <laughs> like, who is Lance Stroll and why is she freaking out about this man? I still, I think he did good. He's yeah. currently six in the standings. Good job, Lance. That's all I have to say. Of course she does. I like him. <laughs> she loves him. We have some numbers here for the race. First of all, eight DNFs, four starts, three red flags, two safety cars, and one very depressed Charles Leclerc. I think that kind of sums up how it's like Australia the 12 went. days of Christmas. I wish that you would have sang it like that, but... Also, I see you wrote in here, and I did notice that Lewis said that there was two world champions on the podium. He was like, oh, yeah, because it was it was Max, him, and Fernando. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, there's two world champions on the podium. Uh, Wait, no, three or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, did you, one, did you forget Max, or did you, like, like what well, happened there? It could, okay, so it could have been either, because obviously Fernando's driver's world champions were a while ago. Um, so he could But they were teammates. He Maybe he forgot about that. Maybe it was... A jab at Max mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't believe that Max deserved his first world champion win or championship win yeah. just because of the manner that it was handled by the FIA and it was against Lewis. But he did win last year hands down. So yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards he forgot about Fernando. Then he was trying to slight Max. Maybe he forgot that he won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He forgot all seven that he won. <laughs> I'm going to just bring up your next point in our document. Emma just wrote, still don't like Carlos and Ferrari. I stand by it because what happened in qualifying, kind of screwing over Charles, I just don't think Carlos deserves that second seat in Ferrari. He's a great driver. Like him as a driver, I don't like him in that red car with a little horse. How long was his contract? Do you know? So his contract with Ferrari goes until the end of 2024. That's the same as Charles's, isn't it? Uh, no, Charles. Oh, isn't Charles yes, also it is the same as Charles's. I just don't like Carlos and Ferrari. I don't think it's he's the best person for that spot. I don't think that he's playing a team game. That These are just my personal opinions. I would like to make that very clear that pretty much everyone in the world disagrees with me, including Hannah. These are just my opinions. I, I just see don't... where you're coming from. I, I want to see Charles succeed in Ferrari, and I, I know that teams say they don't have number one, number two drivers, but I think that Charles is supposed to be the number one driver and Carlos is trying to do everything he can to undermine that. And I get it. He wants to fight for the points. He wants to fight for the championship as well. But in doing so, he is not playing a team game. I, I like Carlos. I think it's hard to fault him for like his success when Charles isn't finishing races. Because if, if Ferrari wants to finish in the constructors in two or three at all, mm-hmm. they need Carlos to... Well, both of them to pick up every little bit of slack that they can to get to that point. Because at the end of the day, constructors means hundreds of millions of dollars. And a driver's world championship, while it means something, we know it's not going to go to a Ferrari driver this season. No. And that's just the truth. Unless something drastic happens. I'll paint my nails blue. You should. And then something drastic will happen. But watch as it happens to Avatari. <laughs> because they are also dark blue. <laughs> I won't be able... I just can't win. I can't win. Here. All right. There's a lot that obviously happened in Australia. I think the only highlights, Danny Rick. Yes. Lando in the points. Yeah. I think we should do this after every race. Let's start with your high and your low. Okay. Okay. 
low Charles DNF on turn three and lap one. I don't want to have the same one to you, so I'm going to think. <laughs> I want to change mine. Okay. My low is my nail theory coming to life. Yeah. My low is going to be um, Alex oh. having an amazing weekend and then having it ended at lap eight. He deserves so much better. He deserves more than that. So much better. And your high? High would be... I want to say Lando scoring the points, but I genuinely think the high from this weekend was seeing that Alpine has the pace and yep. like has a really good car mm-hmm. and they are able to fight. Mm-hmm. I think that's the takeaway, the positive takeaway from this weekend mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to say my high is the fact that I guessed two out of three <laughs> correct podium places. Well, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> they won world championships before, that's but true. let me have it. Okay, I'll let you have it. There was not, for me personally, a lot of positives to come out of this weekend. So, If you want to share your highs or your lows, send us a message. Let us know what you thought. We did interact with a few people on Instagram Mm -hmm. during the race. Mm -hmm. I think we all cried together. I think the people that I interacted with were Ferrari fans or Pierre fans. But if you have any takeaways or anything that we might have missed, because there was a lot that took place, let us know. Yeah, send us a message. Um, it's fun to hear your input. Tell me why Carlos does deserve a Ferrari seat. Yeah. Let's change change my, mind. my mind. Change my mind. Let's I encourage it. You could do that on Instagram. You could do that on TikTok. Please don't be mean. Um, honestly, t- uh, the majority of our comments haven't been mean. No, I delete the ones that are rude. Oh. You don't, see, don't them. see them. <laughs> if there's any little bit of bullying, like I'll take constructive criticism. Yeah. I will take uh, a debate. Yeah. If you're going to come out here and say, this is a genuine comment we got. It was like, I love when two girls pretend like they know what Formula One mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. cute. And I was like, this is misogynistic. This mm-hmm. is rude. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to humor it. I'm just going to delete it. That was probably a good decision. Yeah. That's why I don't say anything no. negative. So positive comments only. Thank you. Rate and review. Yes. And thank you so much for like the support still. Yes. We're getting more and more every week. It blows my um, mind. Our TikTok following is just growing and Emma's doing an amazing job on there. And I think that... Just every week, we're still getting better. Mm-hmm. And I think our audio is hopefully better this week. Maybe not because I'm getting over a cold. So you my sound voice fine. is not 1000%. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to Track Talk Pod episode five. And I apologize on behalf of the chaos that was at least Pierre's weekend. And I don't know if we'll record every week for the next four, but we will put out an update on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, if we decide to do maybe two or what we'll decide to do from there. Because there's a four-week gap. There's a four-week gap and... There's only so much we can talk about. There's really, yeah, yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much.